Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Now, many people don't like the word rule. Or commandments. Their logic goes like this Don't tell me what I can and cannot do. In other words, in life, don't set up some guidelines for me. That's not gonna work. I mean, who is God to tell Mumwa what I can and cannot do? Most people resist being told what to do. It's part of human nature, passed down from Adam and Eve. Over time, people rejected what God told them to do, so they decided to live as if he doesn't exist. Pastor Mark, in his teaching today, will be talking about man's need for rules to live life without chaos. You'll learn how all of the rules in society come from God's original rules. Pastor Mark will show you how instead of binding you up, Following God's rules will free you to be who God wants you to be. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Exodus chapter 19. As he begins a brand new message, God's guardrails, bondage or freedom. be like in our life if there were no rules, if there are no guardrails, what would life be like? Would it be safer? Would it be better? Or would it be worse? Exodus chapter 19, we begin the teaching on the Ten Commandments. God has guardrails. Are they bondage or are they freedom? Verse 20. Now the Lord descended to the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses went up. And the Lord said to him, Go down and warn the people so that they do not force their way through to see the Lord, and many of them perish. Now, even the priests who approach the Lord must consecrate themselves, or the Lord will break out against them. And Moses said to the Lord, Well, the people cannot come up Mount Sinai, because you already warned us. Put limits around the mountain and set it apart as holy. And the Lord replied, Go down and bring Aaron up with you. But the priests and the people must not force their way through to come up to the Lord, or he will break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them. 
the children of Israel had arrived at this mountain, and God sets up limits, guardrails, to keep them from coming to the mountain, one, until he told them to come, and then, of course, even after they come to the mountain, they can only come so far because he is holy, and they are not. Next, God inviting Moses past the guardrails up to the top of the mountain to receive more limits, more guardrails. They are called the Ten Commandments. Look at Exodus chapter 20. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Here's the first guardrail, the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. As we begin this series on the Ten Commandments, we're going to use this thing called the law. If we talk about the law today outside the Bible, we kind of mean our sheriffs and our local police. But the word law in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, has much understanding for you and I if we're going to get the Ten Commandments right. In other words, where do they fit? How do they work in our lives? And it all comes under this thing called the Mosaic Law. Now, you want to write this down. And of course, if you have a Bible, you can write it right in Exodus right here at 20, and it'll make a lot of sense to you. God is going to give, in these next chapters, the Old Testament law, the Hebrew word means Torah. And what does Torah mean? It simply means teaching. In other words, what's the purpose of teaching? Well, instruction. And the whole thing is, it's interesting because the word Torah... It doesn't just mean teaching, it means direction. In other words, here's the guardrails. That's what guardrails do on the road for us. They direct us in a certain way of living. Well, that's what the Old Testament law, the Mosaic law was. They're God's guardrails. And we're going to begin, we already see the first Of God's Ten Commandments. Now, notice these are guardrails for living. They are not the Ten Suggestions. They're commandments. In other words, God would set up for these people laws, rules, guardrails that they were demanded to follow. Now, many people don't like the word rule or commandments. Their logic goes like this. Don't tell me what I can and cannot do. In other words, in life, don't set up some guidelines for me. That's not going to work. I mean, who is God to tell what I can and cannot do. Well, who is God? Well, number one, he's your creator, and he's the one 
with only true wisdom. And your purpose and my purpose is to do one thing. It's to glorify God. It's to obey him and his rules. And it is to enjoy him by living within the limits that God sets for us. Now, many people are ignorant of the rules of the law of God. They don't understand the Bible. But Paul tells us in the New Testament that every single person that's born has a sense of right and wrong. In other words, there are some things, no matter where you go in the world, without any knowledge of this, we just hide it behind us, there's no knowledge of it. Many people know some things that are right and some things that are wrong. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 2 and see what it says. Romans chapter 2, verse 14. Even Gentiles, Paul speaking about the Jews, he was a Jew, but he's speaking to pagans who were Gentiles and didn't have the written word of God. He says, they do not have God's written law. They show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it, even without having ever really heard it. And they demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts Well, how do they know that there's a right or wrong? Notice, for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. So Paul says, you don't even have to have this to know that there are some things in life that are right and there's some things that are wrong. You you don't have to worry about the Ten Commandments. There's just some things that are right and some things that are wrong. But without a conscience that is relating to God, we really, well, our conscience isn't any good. Because man has another force in him, it's evil, it's Satan. And we can take that which normally we would say, that's foolish, that's totally wrong. And pretty soon we call wrong right. Let me give you an illustration. I need God to direct my conscience Because I have another force in me that goes, well, this is okay when really it isn't. Let me give you an idea. Many of you are parents. Let me ask you a question. See if you think this is right, instinctively, forget the Bible, or wrong. You have a one-year-old baby, and you serve a pagan god. And the priest of that pagan religion says, to please your god, you have to take that one-year-old baby and sacrifice him to our God. In other words, kill your one-year-old baby. How many here think instinctively you know that isn't right? Let me see your hand. Okay. Understand this. God will write in his law, do not sacrifice your children to the God Molech. Now, why would he do that? Because people were what? Doing just that. You see, in the time of the Bible, many people worshiped pagan gods. And we know from history, they would take this big metal cauldron, put a fire below it, heat it to incredible temperature, 
and throw their babies in. We know this for a fact. And they did that to please their God. I have a conscience that tells me right or wrong, but unless I have God, my conscience can get really mixed up. Just think of our country today. You know how many people that believe incest with a little two-year-old girl is fine? Lest I even mention abortion, murder. Well, it's now what? It's right. No, it isn't right. So only God can set the moral laws which determine exactly what's right and what's wrong. First thing you want to write is this. God alone tells us what is right and what is wrong. You see, the truths of the Bible, God's laws, they're timeless, they're cultureless, and they're universal. What you're going to hear today is crucial to your understanding of the Ten Commandments. Now, in a few weeks, I'll be in India. And I'll be teaching at a seminary, 600 students. I don't have to open the Bible and go, uh, that won't work here. Uh, that doesn't apply in India. No, that's not true. This is cultureless. The truths here apply everywhere in the world. It's also timeless. Now, to get the understanding of the Ten Commandments, the Torah... The law, you're going to have to get your pencils out now, and you're going to have to write these three things down. They're very important for you. The Old Testament law, Old Testament, is broken into three categories. It's very simple for you to understand. All you have to do is write three words down. Moral laws, civil laws, and ceremonial laws. That's all. So let's look at this. When we get ready to talk about the laws that God gave, these guardrails that he set up, the first more important of all of them are moral. In other words, they're moral principles. They include the Ten Commandments. Those are moral, ethical principles. What is moral and ethical principles? Not just the Ten Commandments. It's really all the moral commandments that are given New Testament, Old Testament. It's all of them. Next, civil laws. God would speak to the children of Israel and he'd say, well, as a people, you're going to have to be told how to govern yourself. So he sets up civil laws to them, legal and social kind of things. Third group, ceremonial. God would know that these people would sin. Well, how are they going to pay for their sin? Here's how they pay for their sin. There's going to be sacrifices, there's going to be a priest, there's going to be a temple, there's going to be offerings. And God would give all of these rules, kind of here's how you do all these things. Now, that would be a picture of what the Jewish people would do in the Old Testament. Now, this is very important you listen to me. When we get to the New Testament, there's another law that comes into place. And you're going to see when we get to the New Testament, the Old Testament law goes away. Except for one part of the Old Testament law, the moral laws. 
So notice after moral, if you're going to write this in your Bible in Exodus 20, moral laws are unchangeable. They never change. They're the same in the Old Testament as the New Testament. Second, civil. Right now, we don't govern ourselves by the laws of the Jewish people. In fact, the Jewish people don't govern themselves today the same way they did in the Old Testament. They're changeable. Third, ceremonial laws. We don't sacrifice animals today to pay for our sins. Why? Because Jesus came and already paid for our sins. By the way, the Jews don't have a temple. They can't even follow the ceremonial laws. So those are all changeable. So the only thing we take forward from the Old Testament into the New Testament is all these moral and ethical laws. They are transferable. They never go away. Now look back in Exodus chapter 20 and let's see how this began with these people again. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord, circle this word, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Your God, that means they were already God's people. The Old Testament law that we begin right here in Exodus 20 was based on an agreement. In the Old Testament, we called it a covenant. A covenant between God and his people started with Abraham. He was their God and they were his people. And God is going to set up this law and All of these laws, all three categories initially, this is how you do life. This is how you treat me. This is how you treat neighbor. This is how you worship. This is how you govern your cities. All of this was given by God. But remember, they were already his people. Notice this verse that we talked about here. He says, I brought you out of the slavery of Egypt. In chapter 20, the law, how to do life, was given after the Jewish people were already saved. In other words, you remember months before the Passover, God said to the children of Israel, if you'll take a lamb and you'll kill that lamb and you'll put the blood on the doorposts. We spent a whole service on that, you remember. If you'll do that, When the death angel comes, your firstborn will be fine. And I will use that to free you from Egypt. Egypt was a picture of spiritual bondage. How did the children of Israel do that? They did it by faith. So the children of Israel are saved. They're already God's people. They already have a personal relationship with God, not because... They're obeying his commandments. They don't even have his commandments yet. They were saved by faith. They simply believed what God told them to do. And so the Old Testament law that we're getting ready to talk about here was not designed to get the Israelite people saved. In fact, you're going to see they could never keep it. And was always a frustration to them. The Old Testament law, as important as it was for the children of Israel, was always temporary. It was never permanent. It was a look to, to something that would come later. When the animals were sacrificed, 
It was a look to, to the New Testament when Jesus, the Lamb of God, would be sacrificed once to take away the sins of the world forever. So it was always temporary. It was necessary. But it was always temporary. And this law was simply given to the Jews to guide them in every aspect of their daily life. Making the tabernacle, instruction for priests, animal sacrifices, all of these things, burnt offerings. And everything with them started because they already had a relationship with God. Keeping these laws didn't make them right with God. They already had a relationship by faith. Now, I told you that as we begin these Ten Commandments and all the other laws, the children of Israel never could keep them. Well, why would God give us commandments that we can't keep perfectly? Like, is he sadistic or something? No. If the law was temporary, well, am I under the Old Testament law today? Which of these three categories of the Old Testament law am I under? And if I'm under the Ten Commandments, which ones? Do I even need to know the Ten Commandments or think about them? So to answer those questions, the Old Testament law was given to us for two reasons. Here's the first one. It'll make a lot of sense to you. The law was given to show us we could never be good enough to earn our salvation. God gave the law to his people to show them they could never be right with God by keeping the law. That's very, very important. Because today, understand that people are confused about getting to heaven. If you ask a lot of people today, well, when you die, how are you going to get to heaven? The common answer is what? I'm a good person. Well, no, the Old Testament law was given to say to you and I, you will never get to heaven by being good enough. You can't. Now, let's turn to Romans. Romans chapter 3 in your Bibles, New Testament, about the fifth or sixth book in. New Testament, Romans chapter 3. A lot of people have heard about the Ten Commandments. I mean, if nothing more than like all the lawsuits, we don't keep them in the Congress anymore. We don't put them in this building and judge more. And they've heard about them. So it's a great opportunity to say, hey, come and we're going to learn about the Ten Commandments over the next few weeks and see what they look like and how they apply to your life. Pastor Mark reminded you in his teaching today how much God loves you. Even after Adam and Eve walked away from him, he always was reaching out to mankind. You learned that God put into everyone a sense of what's right and wrong. Although Satan's got many to ignore what's inside of them, you were reminded that being a sinner is who you are, not something you become. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue this message, God's Guardrails, Bondage or Freedom. You'll learn more about the different categories of rules that God gave to the Israelites and how they apply to you. You'll hear more about God's intent for the law and how utterly the Hebrews failed at trying to follow them. You'll be told how you do the same in your life. Well, we've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, 10 Living Words. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.